Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Falaise and also the President of the Policy and Resources Committee for now, if I may say that. (laughs) That's Deputy Peter Fairbrush. Um, We've invited you on uh, largely just to find out how you're feeling really at this point uh, with this um, on the eve of this important but rather uh, treacherous debate. Yeah, uh, well, it's got to be, the boil has got to be large, whatever that is. Uh, clearly, I think it's unnecessary, and I'm not just saying it because it's me. I think it's unnecessary. Uh, normally, like when you've got a British government, you know, the Tories are going to be replaced by Labour or the Labour by Tories, whatever it happens to be in the thing. Here, we've got a disparate group with different views coalescing for a reason I don't understand. You know, it's you've got people from, I'm not using English, uh, terminology you've got from the left from the right from that kind of stuff there's no concrete policy and if you were going to get rid of a government a senior committee you'd expect somebody else to come and say these are my policies this is what i'm going to do over the next 18 months well we have no we might hear it tomorrow on the floor of the house i don't think that's satisfactory Uh, are you feeling optimistic ahead of tomorrow i don't know you can't tell uh i'm not feeling I, I don't know. And I mean, I'm not trying to pass it because I do answer questions directly. Uh, I just don't know, really. Uh, it's going to be a close vote. I don't think there's going to be much in it. Uh, there are. I, there's one person in particular, and when this is all over, I'm quite happy to speak to you and give you details. Not now, because I don't think it's appropriate if this is going to go out before the debate is concluded, uh, that I now hold uh, in no regard at all. It's, it could be 2020. I mean, it, well, it feels... I know, but it feels that close. Well, it could be. But it, in a way, it might not do the committee any favours if, if it remains on a 2020 vote. Yeah, but it's not going to be one way or the other, is it? I don't think it's going to be a 30-10 vote either. No, it's not. It's going to be 21-19, 22-18, 20 It's going to be that kind of vote one with it, because that is the way the Assembly is. Mm. Uh, but this is a strange coalition of people. Can I just ask you, Peter, are you, when you speak on the motion... Yeah, um, I mean, he's trying to speak towards the end, not because I'm going to talk over. I think it's important to me. I don't have any special rights as president of PNR. The only person who gets the right to speak twice is uh, Deputy Parker to this proposer. He opens and he But you're going to try and address this concern there is in the States about yes, yes. Like, tribalism. We've yes. spoken about that word a lot. Yeah. And how, perhaps in the last 18 months of the term, you could work to, to try and bring the states together more, even where there are policy differences, just in yeah. terms of the kind of temperament of the states and well, the nature of debate? That, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to stop trying it. Uh, I was, in this term, I've organised things called president's meetings. Now, they're not official things, you know, because it's not like the old council of ministers or whatever it's called. Uh, but Gavin tried it last time. He tried it, it didn't work. I've tried it, it does work. We meet once every three or four weeks, and we talk about various topics. It's an informal meeting on a Friday morning, last hour, two hours, whatever time it takes, whatever we've got to dismate. And whether people like it or not, the truth is my door has always been open. I've never refused to speak to anybody. I've always said to anybody, if you want to come and talk to me, you can. Uh, you can. And I've never said, well, they've said, oh, I don't want to talk to you now. There's one person I wouldn't talk to now, but that's a different issue. And we look forward to hearing all about that, uh, if, if that should come to pass. Now, if if you are unsuccessful tomorrow and are replaced, I, I believe it is um, uh, incumbent on the um, State's Assembly to uh, replace your five sure, members mate. immediately. They've got to, yeah. I mean, it's not as though, uh, you know, you, you put your resignation in, I don't know, for the Environment Committee and it, you, it doesn't go to the States for two months, you still remain a member. No, no, if the vote is passed that we go, 
our, our office, our uh, turbine office stops that second. And finally, if that does happen, how do you think you'll look back on this period as uh, Chief Minister? Well, I think I'd rather do that after the vote. OK, that's, that's, a, that's a perfectly reasonable response. Give you my views after the vote, because yeah. they may be influenced by uh, what's said tomorrow as well. Yeah, indeed. Well, thank you very much yeah, we'll, for joining we'll us. Thank you tomorrow. tomorrow. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, Deputy Peter Fairbrush on the shorthand states here. And uh, so, yes, Matt, it's been a, a rather bruising uh, day. I think we're grateful to Peter Fairbrush for uh, uh, staying on for a little bit longer to speak to us. But, um, yeah, there's... Uh, I've, I've uh, almost lost track of what's happened today. It's been a long and exhausting one, hasn't it? Before we talk about today, I just want to say something about the interview there with Peter, because in one thing one has to say, you know, having uh, covered this state's... Uh, for most of its its life, you have for all of its life, and I have for, for other than the first um, few months, uh, while he's been PNR president, he is always prepared to speak to the media. I mean, he, we, we sorted that interview out just because we came out here uh, from in the Royal Court building and Deputy Febrush was out here talking to another deputy. And we, I mean, almost literally just kind of pulled him in and said, come and give us a few minutes. And he did quite happily. And, you know, that is very much in his nature. Uh, he, he is always prepared to speak to the media, just phone him up and he'll speak and he'll, he'll tell you what he thinks. And, I mean, might, some people might say, well, so what? You know, that's part of his job as a politician. And it is. But it is also quite unusual today among politicians because so many committee presidents now work through communications officials and even lots of deputies who don't. Uh, work through communications officials, you know, are, aren't always that accessible, that prepared to tell you exactly what they think. I, I would and counter he, just by, Yeah, I, I would just say that um, I, I think the last few chief ministers have also been as approachable. Um, yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree that there are some in the Assembly, including at least one who is being talked about as a potential replacement, who is very definitely not like that and will always just say, go through the yeah. official channels, please, yeah. which could make our lives a nightmare. But well, yeah. I mean, I, whatever one thinks of his politics, uh, you know, I admire that he is always prepared to, you know, speak and, and tell you what he thinks. And I think he has done that again this evening. And I, I also think uh, that some members of PNR are beginning to think they might lose that motion of no confidence. I, I think they were at one time quite confident but I think perhaps as this week has gone on and there have been more and more difficulties on budget amendments, uh, I think perhaps one or two of them that believe the motion of no confidence might just succeed tomorrow, but it will be very close. I think there's also a feeling that uh, their chances uh, have not been improved by what we've seen over the last uh, two days and indeed the previous three in the last day's meeting with the uh, the budget debate. I spoke to Deputy Bob Murray, actually a member of PNR, earlier today and we were actually talking about matters of education funding and uh, he brought up the uh, possibility of his not being around very much longer if, if that uh, motion of low confidence is carried. So it's certainly preying on their minds. Um, so that was the, the the main topic for conversation today as it was yesterday um, education funding um, it certainly hasn't gone away as an issue we dealt early in the morning with with TRP but that was very quickly come and gone um, there was effectively another opportunity um, a glimmer of hope to uh, find a way forward to um, bringing in um, state's approval for the necessary funds to get education up and running but what they were asking for on this occasion through deputy bob murray was 26 million pounds um just to look after the um the 
education estate as it will need to remain if they are not able to go through their transforming education program, uh, including the Les Osway campus. Um, and um, although they were saying, uh, well, we desperately need this money, there was objection on two grounds, really, uh, two principal grounds. One was that uh, you don't need to ask us for this anyway, that you can actually, in an emergency, delegate this money as PNR to education, sports and culture. And the other was uh, there's just not enough detail for this kind of sum of money, the same amount of money we've promised to Alderney to rebuild their uh, runway and um, terminal. Um, on two sides of A4 with a few bullet points, um, was just not adequate in many deputies' minds. No, I mean, the budget debate, which has now finished, uh, you know, over several days spread across two or three weeks, has really been absolutely dominated by um, education funding. Uh, that came to a conclusion today. I, I can't recall how, how many attempts there have been to try and fund all or some of education's plans, but it must be half a dozen. Uh, and they have been losing support rather than gaining support, you know, amendment by amendment. And uh, they are very frustrated. We reflected that in, in today's uh, page one, you know, Deputy Dudley Owen, the, the president of the committee, um, saying the states were short sighted and that there were that there was po politicking going on. Th they are clearly very frustrated. And, and, and that was reflected in things she said to the states today. Things like asking the states whether um, they are even fit any longer to carry on providing post 16 education or whether that ought to be. Uh, you know, subcontracted to the private sector in some way. I mean, that that is an indication of the level of frustration there is now. And, and the, 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 the sorry to interrupt. The the, um, the what those that she was criticising uh, in today's front page uh, for politicking. We did get a chance to speak to you today, and they and they defended their actions, saying, well, you know, we were trying to find a compromise solution. This is Deputies Gavin St Pierre and uh, Heidi Salisbury. Um, it just quickly became apparent that um, because they thought perhaps partly because of who was bringing it, it just wasn't received well. And um, and they, it, that does seem to hold water because even during debate, some were saying, well, I can support that. Well, Deputy Andrews, I and herself said, I can support this, but I'm not clear about his motives, uh, which yeah. is a bit of a giveaway. Well, yeah, there is frustration on both sides of the education funding debate because education's critics accuse them of not being prepared to compromise at all over their model. And education uh, accuse their critics of not being able to not compromising over funding arrangements you know so i mean it is it is uh it's just not now going to end up being funded certainly not in the next few months maybe there will be a, a way found towards the end of this term but it's now probably more likely than not that the state's term will end without the education reorganization being uh being funded so so today's debate was an attempt to get to up to 26 million pounds to maintain existing buildings if the longer term reorganization you know the post 16 campus at um, Liz Osway primarily is not going to be funded and I think that ended up getting about a dozen votes I mean it, it, it was heavily criticized in debate I think there was a feeling among a majority of, of members that there the education committee and its supporters were kind of just trying to grasp anything that was going by and was perhaps bringing things to the states that weren't terribly well thought out, uh, certainly weren't the subject of, you know, extensive analysis in policy letters. Um, and so that, that was rejected. I think what will have to happen uh, now is that ESC probably will have to go to the states with a policy letter proposing some 
remedial measures to the existing facilities. Well, that's what, where we got to in general debate. Um, yeah. A suggestion was made actually by Deputy St Pierre saying, well, you know, can there be an emergency policy letter um, to sort this out? And um, so that has now been promised. How quickly an emergency policy letter can be made to come through, I don't know. But um, th this would be looking at... Um, uh, this funding issue and Deputy Dudley Owen said that uh, you know she felt sure that most deputies were unsatisfied uh, where education had ended up as a result of uh, all of these days of deliberation and um, I think it is fairly unclear what the status quo is you know what if no funding can be agreed at all um, what the what the picture will look like because um, there is still the um, extant decision the resolution has been made to close La Marda Contra at school um, the students from there will have to go therefore to the Varons unless that decision is reversed and the uh, sixth form students will have to go to Lamar. Um, but, you know, initially that was one year, then it kind of stretched to two. A lot of deputies, I think, are very concerned that it might end up being longer. Yeah, and some of these things are states' resolutions and some of them are committee resolutions. And if they're states' resolutions, they couldn't be undone other than by the states. But if they're committee resolutions, the committee itself could, could change the policy. So, for example, the agreed model to have three 11 to 16 schools and a separate post-16 campus incorporating further education and uh, the alongside it, the sixth form centre, is a state's resolution. So that remains the state's policy. The closure of the sixth form centre at Le Varand and, the, and its temporary move to Lamar de Cartre is a committee resolution. So if the committee wanted to decide itself that because its long-term plan is now completely unfunded, not to move the sixth form centre to Lamar temporarily. It could, it wouldn't have to go back to the States to do that. So what will happen is, in reality, the committee will gather, you know, and privately consider where it is, look at all its options, be advised by its officials, and decide what the best course of action is over the next two, three, four, five, I don't mean decide over the next two or three or four or five years, but decide over the next few weeks how it thinks it's best to organise things over the next few years, bearing in mind that it now doesn't have access to the £110 million to £130 million that it needs to carry out its long-term reorganisation. And uh, we've already had a call today for uh, Education, Sport and Culture Committee members, the senior uh, political committee, uh, sorry, the, the political committee of that department to step aside. That was from Deputy David Delisle. Um, I, I put that to Deputy Murray, actually. Is, it, is that where we're heading? He said, well, let's have one motion of no confidence first, please, before we move on any further. Um, and I, Actually, one thing that I'll mention as well, because I, I, I think I audibly gasped when this was uh, uttered in the States. Um, one deputy, Deputy Don Dyke, um, got to his feet and suggested today, he said, I've just been uh, speaking, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, I've just been thinking in the last 10 minutes of a potential solution here. Could we perhaps move, um, uh, sorry, retain the sixth form centre at Le Varond and just build um, the Guernsey Institute at Le Zosway? Uh, would that perhaps be a workable solution? And uh, Deputy Andrea Dodley-Owen uh, had to politely remind him that that had been the subject of an amendment led by Deputy Aidan Matthews, which was debated only last month. And I looked up on the record and Deputy John Dyke did indeed vote against it. Um, 
So uh, I think if that is a, a, an indication as to the degree of um, attention that's being paid to some of these uh, proposals, and uh, Deputy Dyke is welcome to come on to this podcast in future and uh, explain himself, then, um, then yeah, it was a bit of a worrying moment, really. And I thought uh, this um, assembly is full of deputies who get very irritated with each other, and I think that was a moment where some were holding their heads in their hands. Yeah, well, we're talking about that irritation i mean towards the end of the day um there was almost a row wasn't there over whether the motion of no confidence in policy and resources should be deferred to december or brought forward to start to the start of business tomorrow um you know i deputy inder was was particularly exercised about it and wanted it deferred until december um it is actually going to be debated first thing tomorrow morning which almost certainly means it will conclude tomorrow morning because you know, it's not the kind of motion on which there will be amendments, but it will be uh, a very, very feisty Friday, won't it? Because it is, it is going to be, if, if anyone who follows the States thinks that uh, this States has been a bit tense um, and fractious up to this point, tomorrow I think is going to take it to a new level. It will be um, a, a very, uh, you know, yeah, tense and um, uh, fiery debate. It's going to be a bloodbath and it's going to be and all the more I because... I should use that. <laughs> I'm pleased you have. <laughs> all the more because, um, it, as you said earlier to Deputy Fairbrush, it's going to be a close one. Um, so the you know, temperatures probably will run high. Um, there's going to be a shortened lunch. Um, I'm going to go and buy an extra pencil, I think, so we're going to have a lot to write about tomorrow. And we shall, of course, be right here uh, to tell you all about what has transpired on what will be the third and final day of this late November States meeting. But from from us uh, here on the Royal Court steps, that's all for now. Good night. night.